Sam is after the Holy Trinity as well. He says, my bread and butter has been a fiber laser engraver. Christmas may change that with the CO2. Give me enough time and I'll probably have a UV as well. Uh, that's that's the Trinity, man. That's the big three. I, I should be wearing my Trinity shirt today. It's kind of the topic. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, you want you know one of each plus diode at the end uh because it that kills it man that's like the that's like the good setup nothing's off the table for you after that the trinity fiber co2 and uv are like the legs of a a tripod right and then you have diode waving the flag on the top They literally stick their nose in it. How many uh, live rapper recording sessions have you been to, Matt? 17. Wow, that's a big Mm -hmm. number. Yeah. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome to the Laser Source Podcast, the number one podcast. If you're looking to grow or scale your laser business, Kyle has a bunch of awesome goodies for us today. We've got Matt here with us as well. And Tacky uh, is a no-show. Tacky, where are you, man? Jump in at any time. If, if you find the link in your Discord inbox, because we're really looking forward to talking to Tacky today. Uh, so hopefully we'll get a, a visit from him at some point. Uh, Kyle, you've got a ton to share. So before we get to you, I'd just like to check in with my good buddy, Matt. How are you, Matt? How you doing, man? I am doing pretty well, man. Just uh, plugging along. I was supposed to be on a yacht this week, but I decided to stay home mm. <laughs> and like mm. be a good teacher. Good. So, otherwise, are overrated. Good. Yeah, millionaires, whatever. I, just the ocean in general, meh. Dolphins being I prefer my la- I prefer land. I'm good on, on dry land, personally. <laughs> the only time that I'd actually really enjoy being out on water would be like 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 an Arctic cruise, you know? Like, I want to see some, like, polar bears, like, breaking some seals' necks and shit. Like, that would be cool. <laughs> I'd be down for that. That would be fun as hell, seeing, like, icebergs, and, you know, whatever. Like, that would be dope. But But just, like, out in, like, you know florida or whatever on a yacht oh no so literally the the guy who uh was trying to get me to go sent me a picture like a video this morning of dolphins riding in the wake as he had his coffee on the back of the ship that he owns now Mm. and i was like that's cool i sent him that video of me driving past like washed out sinkholes in florida yeah dope dope (laughs) and uh i i have been spending the week doing this guys um i had to rearrange the entire home studio because uh marco emailed me today and said the ranger is shipped so it's on the way yeah which is sweet and it's gonna go right there right in that spot right there uh so we'll have a co2 at the home studio now which will be awesome for me uh and probably good for you guys too because we can do a little more gantry content um but yeah i got got my hats up i got uh Miranda's PC is over here. I actually have a printer hooked up now. I've never been able to print things before. So um, so that's just a small, I can even zoom out a little bit. Um, whoop, that is the bed that Nugget and I sleep in at night because uh, she won't sleep without me now because I've spoiled her. And uh, of course, my AC, which has to come out soon because autumn is uh, approaching rapidly. But um, just kind of a studio update. Yay. Uh, so that's that. Um, but Kyle, man yeah, of the hour, you've got just like a pile of freaking toys over there. I do. Talk to me. What do you got? So uh, last week, we got a, a wonderful shipment 
uh, courtesy of DHL. Um, got a 30 watt Rakison. That's that's this guy right here. So we we kind of alluded to that the last the last time we were on. Um, so we'll be able to kind of kind of gauge and test a little bit more um, the the differences of a Rakis versus what we've had experience with so far. Um, seeing as Rakis, uh, we recently found out has kind of that weird variable pulse width thing it does when when you adjust frequency. So um, that'll be yeah. fun to kind of test and feel out. Um, and uh, hopefully we can kind of tune that in. And as you guys know, I have my 60 watt. Uh, had that since uh, early this year. Uh, Ye old feels like forever at this yeah, point. Yeah, of course. Yes. yes. And then uh, so you guys know that one well. That's been on the channel for, for a while now. And uh, recently, uh, we got a 100 watt JPT this past Saturday. Literally days ago. Yeah. Days ago. Yes. Um, I've been struggling to kind of uh, get my shop kind of uh, oriented again. Because uh, every time I kind of feel out where I want things to go, I, I'm adding another toy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, we're, we got a 100 watt JPT here, um, which is kind of exciting because that allows me to um yeah i see the faces in chat um <laughs> it allows me to uh do some side-by-side -side testing with a 30 watt 60 watt and 100 watt yeah which now we can put a time uh for like um comparisons so if you're doing a coin and you want a certain depth yeah. i can uh to some degree say how long that's going to take with all three power levels right um one of the or, nice or things too is going to be like being able to fine-tune the lma libraries uh yes. among a yeah. range because uh, you know i not only do these machines have varying wattages but they they also have various like pulse widths right mm -hmm. uh, some are mopa some are not some are uh, 150 nanosecond lock some are 200 nanosecond lock those things all make a difference and we've not really accounted for that on the LMA so far. Um, so that's a lot of that last mile. We always tell people they have to do with the LMA parameter library and having a like range, a, a gamut of machines at our disposal will really help us to kind of tune that in across the spectrum. I, I actually have a new laser coming in too. Last week on the podcast, we announced that Jimmy got the 60 watt M7 from SFX as a hand-me-down. And uh, that was to make way for the uh, 80 watt Mactron. So we'll have an 80 watt in there too, which will add just another like the whole spectrum. data point. Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. So um, that's that's really exciting. I think yeah. it was really cool too that you got the Rakus because there's so many people who have those like beginning lasers or they're trying to get like, you know, they have questions about it and then the, the, the frequency range is way different. Yeah. And yes. it, things play a little odd. Yeah. Like uh, I already know I've seen some of the products and the cool stuff you've made with it and it's looking sharp, man. Yeah, it's... um. I really like I'm excited for it. I know I just ha I have a 60 watt. I, I now have a 100 watt, but I'm still excited for the 30 watt, too, because um, it's going to allow people who don't have eight grand or 10 grand or right. 15 grand for a, a bigger laser. This is intended to be a good entry point. Mm -hmm. So, yep. You know, it's going to go through some testing. It's it. I'm going to see what it can handle and what it can't handle. Um, 
and in- we're going to see where it struggles and where it thrives. Um, I do have a ring rotary for it. Um, kind of the, the basis for my testing is to come at it from, uh, from the angle of like portability and usability. So there, I mean, we've had people who want to do like jewelry on the road, right? Trade shows or, mm-hmm. or do, um, take like a travel machine with them, something like an EM smart. Well, this is like a slightly more capable EM smart. It, it looks theory. like a, it looks like a fat EM smart. Like if the EM <laughs> smart, like gains some weight. Yes. Yeah. Basically. Are you yeah. Um, it, it's got, body shaming the, the rakes. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a, it's got a 500 tower on it. Um, it's hand crank. So it's not, you know, powered, which saves a little bit of weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it comes with, um, I think you can choose between 150 or 110 lens. Mm-hmm. It came with a 150. Um, I did order a 70 with it as well. So I kind of have that range. So we're going to try out doing some rings, some different stuff. I'm going to go back to my my tried and true slate and see if I can reproduce my settings on that. Oh, yeah, nice. I know we've, we've streamed about it, but I don't know if we've mentioned it on the podcast. But you you have a UV now, too, which I don't think we mentioned in the, the lineup. That's also yeah. relatively new. So I have a 5-watt JPT. It's a 355-5 Lark mm-hmm. source UV from pascal that's been in testing pretty soon i'll be doing it well i'm gonna be doing a lot of streaming so probably sometime this weekend or maybe later this week i'll probably be doing a stream with the rakis mm-hmm. depending on what fits into the schedule and then after that i'll probably be doing a live stream with the 100 watt because i have some projects that i want to try out with that with some deep engraving i didn't even really think about this but you have like a really nice spread of uh brand representation back there too which is nice. uh every single one of my lasers is technically a different brand yeah 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 so, so well that's of cool. the four galvos i have i have four brands <laughs> yeah i think uh, i'm really excited to see you work with like that entry-level laser because like you said there's so many people on the discord on the facebook group who are like hey i'm starting trying to start at this point or less you know and then there's i don't know there's so much to be seen for people who are trying to get into this yeah that should be really cool man um really Um, quick just before it it slips by mike cruz asked a good question i want to make sure that we uh answer it it really quick so uh mike says in a future video can you go over what can be done with two millijoule pulse energy that can't be done with 1.5 millijoule i think a wider assortment of plastics was mentioned in the sfx review so yes we can touch on that right now uh we should probably do a video about this at some point in fact i think we added it to the hack and plan recently two millijoules would actually be worse for plastic so the 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 whole nice thing about having a higher pulse output power is that as your frequency increases right you you, you'll have more power that you can use at at higher frequencies essentially so it's at lower at lower frequencies you're not going to notice a huge difference um and so a, a trick that a lot of people do with these high millijoule uh like pulse output powers is they'll they'll jack up the pulse width uh, at high frequencies and then they'll get a lot more energy and a lot more hits because remember frequency is how many times we're hitting the metal how many pulses per second right and the pulse width or pulse duration is how long those pulses are lasting for how long those hits are lasting for 
So with a higher pulse output power, you have more flexibility on the high end of frequency to maintain your power. Because if you think about like a Q-switched machine, generally the higher a frequency you go, the less powerful it feels because we're doing more small hits instead of, you know, big long ones. That isn't necessarily true for mobile lasers, and it's definitely not necessarily true for high pulse output power mobile lasers. So uh, that's having all three of those things in conjunction means that you can do things like very fast cutting at high frequencies that behave like low frequency cuts, which is really cool. Uh, it's a little complicated and it would be better served uh, to you guys to uh, could certainly publish a video with like some graphics to help explain it. But um, that's essentially the the main benefit is that you can you can rock stuff hard at high frequencies, uh, which you you can't necessarily do with standard Q-switched or uh, regular MOPA or low pulse output power MOPA machines. Do you have anything you want to add to that, Kyle? I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. Basically, um, you can with the with the with MOPA too. The other thing is, is that you're you're able to increase frequency and speed mm. and get more done in the same amount of time. Essentially, the same amount of time, with the yeah. higher power. Yeah, right, right. So, so more pulse power per pulse just means that much faster, right? And yeah. if when we're going from 1.5 millijoules to two, we're talking about a 25% efficiency increase or 25% more reach on the high end of your frequency range. So. Uh, there are definitely benefits, but the the one thing that it won't benefit is working with plastics. Generally, you want lower pulse widths and higher frequencies uh, for, for plastics because we don't want to overheat the plastic. So the higher the pulse output power, the the I would venture to say the, the not the worse, but the more difficult it will be to get good plastics performance because you have more power. You have to wrangle back in order to not melt your plastics. So yeah, um, cutting power. Know, well, and then my thing too is, do you have an application for that? You know, so it's one of those things too. Like, reach out to the people people at SFX too, and say, hey, I'm trying to accomplish this. Is this the right tool for the job? They'll definitely be able to help you out for sure. Good yeah. question. And there's a couple more. We'll just rattle through them really quick here. Uh, Jace Laser, I'm looking to uh, looking at getting a 400 by 400 or larger CO2 Galvo. It's a big boy. Uh, I've also thought about maybe a small lens with a motorized XY table. Do you have any input on this? Get a lot of power for that 400. Um, I even just on the, I mean, like my 30 watt like gets stuff done, but I am working in the like 110 to like 200 millimeter range. So 60, 80, 100 watt Galvo CO2. If you want to utilize that 400 millimeter workspace effectively. And don't forget, for the love of God, please to upgrade your scan head to a 20 millimeter scan head. You need resources on that. We have them on the channel. Input, gentlemen, good. If you're going that big on a lens, it might even be worth considering like a 180 watt because yeah. you're, you're, you're losing so much going that large the throw alone it's just like yep. yeah that like i'm sitting thing. here thinking like how your, big is your tower gonna have to be for that if you're doing a galvo your like, tower is gonna be up against like if you're working out of the garage your tower is gonna be up against your ceiling yeah and you're because, gonna be hitting stuff at like knee level what's the percentage like from a throw from a fiber to a co2 it's and i know it's more uh as far like as like 50 percent focal distance more. or yeah um they're they're not too I, far the, off. The CO2 is definitely 
shorter. Okay. Short. Now, I was going to say longer, but that's not accurate. Uh, it's definitely shorter. In fact, it's so much shorter that when I was using the Galvo CO2 with my 110 lens, I actually have to put my parts up on like building blocks in order to get them the extra height That because my tower won't go low enough. It strikes the work table before I can actually get the Galvo head within focusing like range of the, the parts and stuff. So um, it's, it's I, I would say, I would think <clears throat> like around 40 to 50% shorter than fiber in my experience, wow. um, which is crazy and makes it difficult to work with. Cause you really, I mean, that's, and that's the other thing to consider Jace is that your dot size is going to be freaking gigantic uh, at 400 millimeters. Yep. Um, it's gigantic on the 110 cause CO2, it's you know what I mean? Dot. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a huge dot, man. Um, so you really, you really have to expand that beam a lot before it goes through the F theta lens. The bigger it goes in, the smaller it comes out. Uh, so you really need a nice big beam expander. They have 30 millimeter scan heads, 40 millimeter scan heads. You can get them. Where you're blowing the, the CO2 laser dot up way big before it's going through the F theta. Uh, and yeah, of course they're expensive, but you'll get a much finer point uh, coming out the other end. But at 400 millimeters, your dot size is going to be really, really, really big. Uh, so yeah. um, definitely do not go with a like, I don't even know if they make 400 like, millimeter lenses for, for 10 millimeter scan heads. I'm pretty sure you have to go like 20 or higher because they, they do stop at a certain point. You have to upgrade the head in order to get larger field sizes. So I'm just know. sitting there thinking about the arm that's on that Galvo. Like that's going to be heavy. Yeah, right. yeah, no <laughs> kidding. You're like picturing that like scan head this big. Um, it's a beefy bastard, man. German formula <clears throat> in the SFX review. You said it's an EasyCAD two board. Is this correct, or is it an EasyCAD two light board, as it shows in the listing pictures on Amazon and their own website? I I used the the phrase EasyCAD two board vaguely in that episode because it really doesn't matter anymore now that Lightburn is out because Lightburn will take either of those boards and do virtually the same exact thing with it. So if they're showing light boards on the listing, then that's likely what they have. Light boards are still EasyCAD two boards. They're just slimmed down a little bit for uh, cost savings. But anything that is lost other than like, I think fly marking pin ports uh, uh, is is irrelevant. So unless this thing is going on a uh, conveyor belt of some sort, it should not matter either way. Uh, it, you know, if you're going to use light burn, which again, I couldn't recommend more at this point. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure whatever they put on their listing is accurate. The best way to to be 100% is to reach out and ask. And I would because their customer support is is good. Uh, they're nice guys over there. But, you know, uh, just double check, but it shouldn't matter, especially if you plan on using uh, light burn. Is it possible to just switch a laser source in my fiber for a higher output or would I need to replace everything except the control board? I mean, if by everything, Mark, a uh, question is from Mark, if, if by everything you mean your power supplies, you probably will have to switch out your power supplies, at least the one supplying power to your laser source. To your source then, yeah. Actually, that should be about it, right? Laser source, power supply, and laser source. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're yeah. you're not changing... You're not changing the head, so the the drivers and servos are, on that are fine, and the control think, board is just the control board. And I think the biggest challenge is probably going to be uh, you can't just swap the source, right? You're also the source is permanently attached to your emitter and your fiber optic cable, so you're going to have to reset your emitter inside of your laser path, 
And that is going to come with alignment that you're going to have to do with your galvo head, which can be difficult yeah. on fibers because you can't just tape over the, the galvo port and mark it like you can with a CO2. Uh, it's not going to be that easy. So it, it can be dangerous and uh, you, you should exercise caution with that. But you will you will probably have to align your mitter to your galvo head. So it would be something that I would just consider really quick. Bob was asking what the square footage of the shop is. The shop shop, this is like 200 square feet. This is a bedroom. The shop shop is around 1,000 square feet. Uh, have we heard any update on Lightburn working for EasyCAD 3 from James Shelton? Uh, no, nothing yet. Uh, it's still kind of just in the wind. So uh, we will. It's, it's, uh, I don't even know if it's being worked on at this point because they're still yeah. working on adding improvements and features to the existing rollout, right. as it were. And that's that. Uh, so I think we're caught up. Yep. Uh, you, you answer one, and then they just start. <laughs> they start rolling. To in. Uh, to to loop back to uh, upgrading your laser source. Oh, yeah, um, sure. What you can do is. Uh, look at the power requirements of the source you have, the the laser source, hmm. uh, and look at the power supply you have that's powering it. In some cases, you may not have to switch it depending on how much bigger you're going or if you're switching brands or whatever. Um, but you may have to switch between, for example, like 24 volt and 48 volt, or you may just need a higher wattage power supply right? that can feed more amperage through it and whatnot. Most but. modern laser sources have good documentation outlining the uh, supply that they're going to require in order to operate effectively. So should be able to find that too. We have a lot of them up on lasereverything.net now because of the spec sheet and downloads page. So that should help. Uh, this is ridiculous. I see you yeah. responding, Matt. Mike R says, oh I have my. a 600 yeah. by 600 millimeter CO2 Oof. Galvo. Focal length is about 720 millimeters. I saw That's awesome. Do you guys see that... Uh, Disney Plus put out a show. It was it's called like the 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 world according to Jeff Goldblum or something. Yeah, and there's there's yeah. an ep, there's an episode where he goes to like Levi's or something, and they're like pre fading yeah. the jeans, and they have like a giant one that's like shooting across the room, like it's like a focal distance of like feet, and it's like yeah. marking up the pants. I'm like, ugh, like I imagine getting caught in the middle of that thing. Was that was that UV though, or was it CO two? I think say? No, that's, I, that's CO two. I don't think UV. I thought so. The way the, well, because it, the light it would be it would be so costly and inefficient to have a uv do that yeah but it's disney like whatever <laughs> well no i mean it's levi's you know yeah, like, yeah. That, they're, they're the disney of jeans uh <laughs> love is asking if i hurt my shoulder i have a pinched nerve in my back somewhere that's just it Probably gives from... me it gives me pains like i'm having a heart attack even though i'm not so i i get like left arm pain and uh chest pain all the time and it causes me a lot of anxiety so i try to rub it to make it go away um because i sit here all day like this like a you know, monkey typing on a keyboard and it just messes me up more. In fact, that's probably, I should show, should I show everybody, Kyle? Do it. <laughs> so uh, this is one of the things that I've done to solve that. Uh, thank you for asking. Um, everybody always asks, where's Alex and not how's Alex? Uh, this is my, this is my standing desk, guys. I don't know if my light's going to hit the ceiling. Uh, don't hit, don't hit. Uh, that's about as high as I can go before I get my new light tomorrow. But ah, uh, standing desk for my back, so I can uh, so I can try to fix that a little bit because I'm messing myself up. <laughs> it hurts. 
so yeah, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm not, I don't have a, a particular injury. It just, uh, it just is uncomfortable and gives me anxiety. I just want to say that I appreciate the support that Miranda always gives you 1000% of the time. Yeah. Oh my God. Like in the Chill chat, out. She's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Be quiet up there and quit your kitchen. Well, you guys hear it once a month. She hears it freaking, you know, 80 times a day. I'm like, I'm done. You know what she though? The hospital. When the year we had to teach from home and I was on the computer every day, I literally had to go see a, uh, what do you call them? The backcracker people. A chiropractor. Yeah, that's the word. James Shelton's uh, giving a giving a shout out. Oh, to see, yeah, right literally, now. and that's what they had to do is they like stretched me out. They did some kind of thing on me, and it was like pop, ping, boom. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it literally, yeah, it, it's weird sitting in a chair all day. Your body is not made for it. No, like, I'm, uh, I'm kind of stoked about. It. I mean, this is really comfortable, just like standing up. You know, in fact, <laughs> I, I think I'm going to do this for the rest of the episode. I wish I could get a little more height. I, I wish I could show you guys. So I've got like one of the big like wireframe light boxes here as my key light and newer is literally like just put my package in the mail yesterday. I bought one of those like really flat, like RGB, like panel key lights instead from them, like the, the gamer streamer kind. And oh, it nice. will let me add like, I don't know, like six or eight more inches. So because this is at like half as high as it goes, it comes up to like here. Uh, so I, Holy yeah, crap. it's just, I feel like I'm just, I have to bend my knees just a little bit, but it's close. Um, so I figured you hurt your arm like, like putting everything together because like I saw the desk, it's solid, dude. I'm sure that's not. Steel. I'm sure that's not helping. Yeah, it's a good desk, dude. It was like it was like 300 bucks on Amazon, which is like nice. how much regular desks that don't do this cost. So I, you know, like I was like, okay, I'm I'm into it. And if I'm gonna stand here all day, like editing and recording and shooting podcasts and doing videos, like I can't. I've been doing this for a year and a half now and it's starting to affect my, my body. So, um, I'm really stoked about this. Kyle's Kyle's looking at him too. We got to get Kyle one. He can't get one quite this big, but, um, because of his uh, limitations, but yeah, I gotta, I gotta gotta adjust some things in the shop and then we'll, we'll get there. Also, you need to shrink because you're six foot 12. So, uh, six foot seven. So seven foot. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if you do math right, Kill just me. saying the laser videos, I see you guys. I know. That's know. What I, I tell him all the time. He's like, I'm not that much taller than you. I'm like, have you watched lasered? Have you watched it one time? <laughs> that's yeah, actually it's... probably how you hurt your shoulders. I, I was I was there. Dude. That 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 must be how you you uh, you, you messed your shoulders up. Just hi. All the time. No. Uh, <laughs> you guys are doing Miranda dirty, leaving her no sympathy comment up this whole time. Um <laughs> uh love says that's the very best fix standing desks are amazing i agree i'm really liking mine so far uh ken Purcell is asking is a 30 watt good general power for a system for a makerspace um if it's a makerspace and a a bunch of different people are not going to be using it and just not one user I mean, it's like it's a fair start. If that's what you can afford, that's what you can afford for your makerspace. But I would probably go for more power because there's probably people that will come to your makerspace as a patron that that are going to require more of that uh, or be frustrated because they aren't they're they're spending way longer there than they would need to if they had something a little more juicy. So I I would say 50 to 60 watts would be a good general use machine for a makerspace. For something like that, I would maybe consider like a 50 watt LP source Mm -hmm. from JPT or I have a little hesitation recommending it just yet because I haven't tested this one out, but there's an upgraded version of this one that's a 50 watt Rakus. Yeah. 
that would give you a little bit more power. You'd be able to do a little bit more. You wouldn't have the frequency range. Uh, I believe the 50 watt Rakus is 50 to 100 kilohertz, whereas the LP source would be a one to f- 600, one to 600. The the price difference though, like you could get a 50 watt Rakus unit, like the whole laser for probably what a 50 watt LP source costs. Yeah. Come back and check out when we do some testing on this. Maybe that's a good option for you. And that'd be interesting too for a makerspace where people don't understand the and like all the different frequencies, all the kind of stuff going on. I certainly on. would not that. recommend like a MOPA. That's what I was sitting no, here thinking. God, is that like yeah. people are That's too much. Changing the cue poles <laughs> you know? and stuff. Yeah, like, holy crap. Yeah. So there's uh, too much variables there to to really. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That, 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 that Rakus might be what's best, man. This is why I yep. love having uh, Jack around. He says, I have a standing desk at work, but my chair is not tall enough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a constant struggle, that. Jack. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, very cool. Very cool. Uh, Makerspace. That would be cool, man. That would be a cool, like, business to own. You know, if I wasn't, like, doing YouTube, you know, start, like, a Makerspace and just have all the, like, I have all the tools. I'm the tool man, See, you know? that scares the crap out of me because I think about the people who exist in the world and they'd be walking through your door to use tools that can rip you apart. <laughs> Disclaimers, bro, and releases. All the all the relief, fifty pages of paperwork. Yeah. Oh, like that just makes me get chest pain now. Just thinking about that. Good lord. Like, is this CO two? Is this the one I can stick my hand under? Like I saw on laser everything, and just like <laughs> fingers are gone. <laughs> like toast. Here, let me just stick my hand under this ten watt UV. Pretty much, man. Mm, I just realized that my yeah. laser source podcast yeah. time wasn't up, and it was really bothering me. And it's oh, still yeah. not up because it's set to dark mode for the baby snaps. <laughs> you broke the world man yeah Ken says, thanks jens uh makerspace is a pretty tough environment for equipment yeah i can't i mean you, stuff, you have though. you have so many people in and out working with the equipment that if you're the more variables you introduce like yeah some some tools are, are better with you know more functionality but i would imagine that adding more variables to something like adjustable q pulse would potentially start you know, tail spinning you into trial and error versus Mm -hmm. getting stuff done sometimes. So that might be a a battle not worth fighting on that one. Yeah. But I mean, if you've already got one going and it's been successful, but that's one of those things too. You could literally charge people. If you're the person who's the proprietor, you could charge people how to use, like do like a class there, you know, like all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Hmm. So, just a thought. So, what have you guys been making lately? Anything exciting speaking of maker spaces? Videos. You guys playing with anything? (laughs) So all you got is content. Alex has been doing a lot I of content. Literally looked at the hacking plan and I was like, yeah. all done. Yeah, it's uh it'd be like that right now. Yeah. Be we, like I, that. I'll pull it up, dude. I don't care. I'll show people. Let me see. I oh, felt really no. bad adding to it. <laughs> hey dude, you know, that's the, <laughs> that's, that's how it be. Like you I literally added one thing and I was like, oh jeebus. Let me, in terms uh, of projects for me, I've just been working on crash course episodes and gantry uh, CC crash course review. episodes. Yep. Yep. Gantry. I know that that's uh it's just starting out. There's a there's a lot of uh mixed feelings on it and excitement and um I'm uh I'm doing my best not to fall behind on it. Mm-hmm. I, I really I'm excited to to pump that out because I know there's a lot of people that want to learn gantry more. So yeah. So those will be coming. I I believe we'll have an episode out tomorrow for that. I should be polishing off the the last bit of that tonight, and then uh, there it is. Outside of that, um, 
so let's yeah let's take a minute and talk about some of the upcoming stuff that we we have in the works because uh i think people wonder what we're working on a lot so it'd be nice to get some of this out there so uh we have a guy named ken who works in movie productions and uses lasers who would like to come on the podcast we're gonna have him on soon we're gonna have may armstrong from over at the laser lounge on uh at some point hopefully very soon uh may i feel like may should have been on by now voice is working on roberto blake apparently they're buddies and they chat so he wants to come on i still want garrett from 3d print farm to come on uh we have to uh get him on uh, and a few other people including my bookkeeper and tax accountant who it's are gonna come on to offer some small business so advice hopefully dude. very soon which would be really cool it's gonna be a very cool episode and next tuesday we'll have homebound custom decor on to uh to chat nice. about lasers and stuff yeah they're like a big uh instagram presence they have like a billion followers on instagram or whatever <laughs> so it'll be really cool to talk about them and uh get some perspective from that side of the the social verse and then we've got uh a bunch of stuff coming up for the galvo cc i'm working on qr and barcodes right now but we're also going to cover uh i need to publish an update for the rotary uh video Material tool testing, 2.5D grayscale engraving, uh, Lightburn camera setup. That one's already shot, just needs to be edited. Uh, intermediate art and graphics, sublayers and pass counts, and intermediate hatch settings. So all of that somewhere in the process for the, the Galvo CC. The Gantry CC, uh, Kyle, this is basically just all of the episodes from the Galvo CC. but, but so, so many edited for uh for for gantry and that includes diode and co2 so if anything's different for diode you're showing that uh as well right kyle absolutely all the detail any differences we're basically making sure that it's inclusive of uh anything gantry related dope dope nice uh, we still have five episodes of Lasered left that need to be edited. The S22 Ultra, Pixel Buds Pro, that's a good episode. The Fire 7, the Galaxy Buds Live, and the iPhone 13. So all of these episodes uh, still waiting to be edited. They're just in the queue right now. We've got a bunch of reviews, a bunch of rotary tools, diode lasers, little tools and uh, things like that. We have a chiller from Light Object on the way. I don't even have it on here yet, but we have the Light Object Ranger on the way too. Again, that's what we're going to be doing with this chunk of table literally right there. So uh, hopefully the next time you so guys cool. stop by for the podcast, that should be there. Um, and uh, we still haven't really talked about the 5-watt Ingu UV or the 30-watt coherent too much from Mactron. So those will be getting full reviews as well. And uh, you're fairly close to done with the L5 Pro LaserStorm review too, right, Kyle? Yep, that'll be coming out soon as well. It's It's been a work in progress for a while. It's mm-hmm. actually, because it surprised me so much, I've actually gone back and tested some different things because it kind of threw me for a little bit of a loop. But yeah. it's uh, it's overall, it's very positive. Um, good. So I'm happy to, happy to share that with everyone. Nice. For the buying guide, <laughs> this is just like so random, but I wanted to do something for Christmas. And these episodes get like hundreds of thousands of views. I try not to overdo them, but they're so popular and Christmas is coming up. So I was going to do like the best laser engraving machines for Christmas 2022 or whatever. Uh, <laughs> they're dumb, dude, that. but they that that gets new people here and then they can see like the good stuff, you know, so it works. Uh, we're going to compare all the Orter diode laser modules at some point. I really want to get into that because there are so many of them. Somebody requested leveling a Galvo head to your work bed. E-series versus C-series GPT sources and what the differences are. Another video that we want to do. Uh, And then a bunch of just, this is like our our junk drawer. (laughs) 
essentially. So um, this is just like all the other things, suggestions uh, that, that people send in and stuff like that. So we're, we have that. <laughs> and then we're doing the marketplace and we've got Discord, the Facebook group and the LMA that we're trying to make sure we answer everybody's questions on uh, and, and make sure people feel feel heard and helped. So uh, very busy around here. Very busy around here, guys. Lots and lots of content come your way. Should I mention mine or no? Ooh, yeah, sure. Yeah, mention yours, man. Yeah, that's so right, I'm really excited because it's taken forever. Like literally, if you look at the hack and plan, it's from back in May. Yeah. When summer started, and I was like, dude, I've got all summer. I'm going to be able to create content. It's going to be great. And then summer happened with three kids. Uh, mm-hmm. So basically the laser 101, pretty much. So all the time, and this this is from literally one of the times I was on the podcast, Miranda and a couple of people in chat were like, man, it'd be great to see a video that just talked about the different types of lasers and what would be right for this application and what would yeah. be good. You know, what can cut this? What can do that? Um, and so literally Alex and I, uh, I think Kyle chipped in a couple other guys, uh, chipped in on that one too. And it was like, let's put it together. And so we put a little spreadsheet together and it, so basically it's going to be about cost materials that you can engrave materials that you can cut, um, advantages and disadvantages. And it's a pretty quick video covering the five main laser types that you just heard about. Um, so if you're somebody who's here for the first time or you're wondering, you know, Pretty much what you just said, like, is a 30 watt right for me? What's the cost? What? Sh- where should I be? Because I think that's a part of the problem, too, is when people come into the laser marketplace in general, like the general marketplace, mm-hmm. you see things that are $9,000 and $3,000 with basically the same name. And you're like, yeah, but this one must be amazing. It might, it might not be. Did, yeah. you know, some people just have middlemen. So that's a whole other video. They're definitely different, you know? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I say this until I'm blue in the face on the podcast all the time, but they're different tools for different jobs uh, exactly. always. And I, I do think everybody should have a diode laser sitting next yep. to their fiber laser. You know, they're not, it's not an upgrade from one to the other. They're different things. They don't do the same thing. The only thing they have in common is that they use a laser to get something done. But I mean, you know, they, it, it, they there's a, a ton of value in having both of those things yeah. in the shop. And it's, like a scalpel versus a chainsaw. Literally, the scalpel is the diode. The chainsaw is the CO2 just hacking and slashing through. Yeah. You know? Yep. So um, we got a $10 super sticker from Kirk Burning. Thanks hey, so much, Kirk. Thank Appreciate you, Thank you, Kirk. I can't. Are, you any, are either of you guys watching on the YouTube stream? Yeah, I've got it. Oh, what's in the, the background. sticker look like? Because I can't see it. Oh, let's see. Uh, it's a hippo turning his hat back. And being oh, like, nice. Okay. Hey. Nice. <laughs> there it is. Boom. Now you got to do the thumbs up. Done. Thank you very much. We appreciate nice. that. Um, Boba is asking, I feel like again, uh, when can we get the UV library? <laughs> um, soonish. Kyle and I have a lot of work to do on that. That's not. Yeah. We, we went on a whole, a few episodes ago. I know you were here, Boba. Um, but we, we were talking about how, like, when we push, parameter libraries before they're ready it just makes a shitload more work for us yeah uh, because things don't work for people and, and they get frustrated and upset and uh to yeah, put but, focus on it, it it makes issues for for people who don't have particularly the same setup or yeah. you know yeah whatever so sorry go ahead i just you know eventually it's coming i it's not that we don't we don't care we've just got so much other content in high demand uh 
that we're trying to kind of mow through that first. I mean, like the fact that laser everything doesn't have a comprehensive startup guide to gantry lasers is a problem, you know, and before we dive into UV lasers, like we need to get that up, you know, people need to like, we we need to have a resource for CO2 lasers. I'm not rushing you, Kyle. Uh, I'm just, you're good. good. I'm just saying like, we need to cover the basics before we get into the advanced and UV inherently from the first day is advanced. So, you know, once we're finished kind of, you know, we finished, Easy CAD, we're a very good chunk of the way through uh, Lightburn for Galvo. Uh, Kyle's going to make quick work of the the Gantry CC, uh, and I, I'm planning on doing some. I I said I was going to start in October, and here we are. But I'm planning on doing some Easy CAD three basics content, which will be with the UV, by the way, because that's my only UV or that's my only Easy CAD three laser. Um, yeah. But you know, just in general, we we, we kind of want to get through the basics so that we have an established reference library for people regardless of their platform and once we're done creating all that content then we can move into uh you know some of the more challenging lasers like the co2 galvo and the uv which i have they're there uh i i don't have that good of an understanding of them i'm kind of figuring it out right now too so uh you know and kyle and i have completely different laser sources so we're trying to figure out like how they're different uh, and how they behave differently because they do behave quite a bit differently. So yes. um, we, we know that you uh, we know that you're thirsty for that UV Boba. <laughs> uh, I, I promise you it, it has not been forgotten. Uh, we just have to kind of get everybody else Work up, up to, to speed. It. Yeah. And then, and then we'll, we'll dive headfirst into, you know, UV stuff Quick and question uh, for you there'll too. be UV land here for a little bit. What's up, Matt? I think for the UV isn't light burn. Aren't they in like, the process of making it where you can use the UV with it. Last you checked, Kyle, right? You got away with it for a second. It is. It is currently working. Don't do uh, it. At least experimental. At, at least with beta. Um, yeah. The, it's it's not a hundred percent for yeah. sure. Oh yeah. Uh, I just it's, know it was still actively a, being developed. I only bring it up because it was mentioned in a public forum for UV. Like there's a UV group that I'm a part of, and Jason had mentioned it in there. And oh my god, everybody was just like ah. It's so, not there. Yeah. It's not there yet, and I wouldn't attempt that. Uh, I'm uh, unless you know what you're to, doing, right? To, to put it in perspective, I'm only getting about fifty to sixty percent of my power output. So, like, it's super noticeable, especially on something like glass. Which it, it just it he, they're working on it. They they know what's up. Um, it just takes time. Boba says, if there's anything I can do to help, please hit me up. Uh, we certainly will. Uh, we reach out to community for help all the time. So. Um, I'm, I, I, in no uncertain terms, uh, we'll, we'll absolutely reach out to you when we need help and we will, <laughs> uh, because we, we get help on this kind of stuff all literally all the time. Um, you know, everything from the parameter converter to, you know, different support projects and, uh, input from staff and community members and, uh, it, just all of it, you know, we're, we're learning every day. I literally open Discord every day and learn something new or open the LMA every day and learn something new from the members that are supposed to be learning from me. So it it's cyclical, man. Uh, so we'll uh, absolutely do that. And for sure. I'm on the cusp. I want to pull the trigger so hard. Like I've got it set up. I want to get the damn UV so bad. I keep going back and forth. You guys know I've been like bouncing between that and the CO2 Galvo. Sam is after the Holy Trinity as well. He says, my bread and butter has been a fiber laser engraver. Christmas may change that with the CO2. 
give me enough time and I'll probably have a UV as well. Uh, that's that's the Trinity, man. That's the big three. I, I should be wearing my Trinity shirt today. It's kind of the topic. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, you want, you know, one of each plus diode at the end uh, because it that kills it, man. That's like the that's like the good setup. Nothing's off the table for you after that. Long show today. The Trinity fiber CO2 and UV are like the legs of a, a tripod, right? And then you have diode wave, waving the flag on the top. <laughs> That's funny. I don't usually count diode just because it's like the diode costs as much as two lenses for any of those other machines. So like just get one. If you don't have one, just go get a diode. Yeah. Uh, Danny H is asking, are there plans for power scales or do you know of generators that work for fiber? Do you guys know what that means? I started reading it before I uh, assessed. Whether uh, or not I are you referring to? Are you referring to like what Shark made the the power percent adjustment on EasyCat? Is that what you're talking about, Danny? And I yeah. think we need a little clarification. Yeah, on a little, a little more context. Miranda says it's only been 45 minutes because I just said long show today. I think it's because I'm standing. <laughs> I feel like I've been standing here for an hour. Yeah, but already. you haven't rubbed your shoulder one time since you stood up. Dude. That's true. Yeah, my shoulder stopped. It's my chest now. Yeah, there you go. Yep. You see Jack in the shop said he's got this the plasma CNC router is his main tool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being Very nice. Right those are uh those are the oh man, I did buy something new. I'm not completely out of news today. Uh-huh. Uh I got a vibratory tumbler. So I'm gonna tumble stuff. Like Oh, yeah. like the Oh, like that's they, cool. They shake and you yeah. find the green pyramids or whatever and they like smooth out metal or polish it depending on the media you use. Dude, that's pretty sick. I'm that I'm stoked about it. I wanted to do a coin episode for a long time, but I did not want to do it without some way to like really finish up. Finishing. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to take I wanted to go like 100 percent. So uh, I got the tumbler. It was cheap. It was like 350 bucks on Amazon. Um, we'll review it, I guess, so I can let you guys know what I think of it. Um, but it should be should be fun to tumble things. We had one by a company called Giant Manufacturing. Uh, back in my Sonoma laser engraving days, but it was like five G's and it was like, Holy God, like really big, you know? Uh, and I wanted to get something from giant cause I liked them. Their tumbler worked really, really well, but I just don't need anything that big. So to Amazon I went, uh, so I picked, I picked one, I did some research, I picked one and, uh, I'm kind of, kind of stoked to, to give it a try. That's awesome. Very cool. Yep. Oh, Danny. He's back. Like the built-in generator on Lightburn that can be used for CO2 or diode for materials testing. Uh, oh. Yeah, so uh, like material testing. Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, material testing for sure. Uh, Kyle and I will both be covering that uh, in our crash courses when we get to that. Uh, Kyle's probably got 10 or 12 episodes before then, and I've got like three to five episodes before then, maybe less. Uh, so yes, uh, we're absolutely, absolutely both going to be covering that on our respective light burn crash courses for sure, for sure. Uh, Miranda says my shoulder probably hurts because I carry around the twenty pound nugget all day. She's actually <laughs> hanging from the desk right now underneath. Now that that's what my first thought was like as it's lifting. She's doing pull ups. Yeah, it's just gonna be monkey barring around. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, from it. Sammy like, Gordon's here. I watched the lens distortion course for EasyCAD. Are you going to do one for Lightburn? I never could get EasyCAD to work on my fiber. No, uh, not right now, because there is no currently no native way 
inside Lightburn to generate correction files. Uh, you can yeah. you can do a Google search for like laser everything, fiber laser setup. It's a very, very old video where we kind of run through uh, first time setup of a fiber laser. And in that video, I go over manual lens corrections, which uh, again is done in EasyCAD in that video, but applies to Lightburn. So if you really, really, really cannot get it to work uh, for you, you can go watch that video and attempt to do manual corrections but i would keep trying to uh i would keep trying to get get core file at least the core file executable to work if not uh easy cad because you uh, yeah. really don't want to do it manually um one thing i'll add to that uh the the core file method is definitely the recommended way in the interim since there is no tool in lightburn as of yet they did release a video on doing a, a lens correction guide kind of workaround via doing it manually by drawing a square and messing with it that way yeah um it's tedious and it takes time yeah um so if you're gonna do it that way if you just refuse to go backwards or you don't want to mess with the drivers resign yourself to you're going to be fiddling with it for a while yeah uh, we do the on that episode i mentioned we do the post-it note method so you get a post-it yep. note pad which is exactly three inches by three inches and you keep tweaking the settings until your square is just as perfect as the pad and that's that's kind of how we go through we we talk about what the different uh skew settings and things like that do and uh kind of go over that to give you the tools you need to do it manually but it does without exaggeration take hours so you know just like kyle said be prepared to uh to have to handle that you know go to the (laughs) like go to the i want to tell people like go to the public library and borrow a pc <laughs> yeah, you know you can't do that but like man uh you really don't want to do these lens corrections manually it's sure. it's so tedious it takes time yeah. even if even if you're just trying to ballpark it and you're not trying to be spe- you know specific and and getting it perfect yep. it still takes time yeah i was gonna take my glasses off for a second i can't i'm blind Dude, I keep trying to do that too because my eyes are sore and I just like yeah. my instinct is to like take my glasses off yep. and like put them down. But then the second I do it, I'm like, oh god. Yeah, I was like, shit. Which one's Kyle? Oh god. <laughs> uh, by the way, real quick shout out to J Mac. Congrats on first. Nice way to go on that. Dude, very nice. Yeah, way to uh, way to be first. Way to win. Way to win. Always the the real winner. We got to get him there back on the uh, podcast soon. We haven't had him on in a long time. In a long good. time. So we've had a little J-Mac action on the show. Have to stay awake late over there. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Especially with the new uh, the new streaming schedule. It's like, what, two in the morning over there right now? Crazy, man. Three almost? Three, probably. 3.30. By yeah. the way, speaking of winning, I brought this up in the uh, Facebook group. So the other day I posted in the Facebook group because as a teacher, I know the end of the first season is coming up for us. Um, Just shouting out to anybody who's listening right now. Mm. Make a post on Facebook, you know, send an email to a couple schools and do some fishing. Let people know like, hey, I'm here to help you with awards, parent um, gifts, the individual athlete awards and all that kind of stuff. Um, I've been pretty fortunate. I'm in talks right now. I need to, you know, nail it down, but basically it's about a hundred cup order, uh, coming up in the next couple of days, some trophies. One guy wants the, uh, what's the plaque that goes on for years? What's that called? Annoying. Uh, A lot of work. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, all you gotta do is take the one thing, but long story short, what I'm getting at is I literally just made a quick (laughs) post that said, Hey guys also share with people who, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Um, four or five people shared it, and I was able to hopefully get enough money to make that down payment on the UV. So now I'm looking at like UV. Mm-hmm. So just saying, nice. quick reminder out there. Um, you know, start getting out there and telling people, hey, because then it's also if it's the end of the season, mm-hmm. that means it's the start of the next season, and people need fundraisers. So yep. I'm yep. just saying it's things to think about. I don't so. mind. I don't mind those giant plaques that you're talking about with all the little plaques on it until they bring it back the next year. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck did I do last time? You know, like I didn't write down the name of the font. I didn't like write down the measurements on any of the sizes or anything. And I'm just like, shit, like I'm sitting See, there trying to like match it up. Take. I save my no. files as the person's name. It literally would be like Monroe. Oh, no. Yeah, me too. Like I totally. It think, still doesn't matter. No, dude, because it's like it, did you like are you writing in like the settings that you used you yeah know, so like, i literally will say well it saves the settings for the file so i'll just put like one tint oh, so i would put like monroe one tint. files no i'm no it's laser uh what do you call it? lightburn, lightburn. Like, whatever you're saving project files because yeah project files the way i did things at my shop was i i would save like i was really good at saving illustrator files because i had to oh, yeah, import yeah, yeah, it yeah. into the program but once the job was done i was like get out like <laughs> thank you so much you guys are the best mm-hmm. yeah now, i save everything as a project file so like literally i don't even have a co2 uh library on my own co2 and i got made fun of by somebody um because yeah. all i do is like when i'm making like literally this board right mm-hmm. i'm just uh, like i type wood. in mm-hmm. yeah i type in olive wood and then i just pull up the last recent project that had olive wood in it and i'm like there's my settings i mean that's dope, that's <laughs> dope though dude that's that's a solid score sounds like you've got the you've got the lineup like ready to go so you're yeah. you're pretty much sold on the uv you're not thinking co2 galvo huh i don't so okay actually let me ask you guys which is kind so of surprising this, considering well, your freaking but look, yeah, I'm a cup guy. But so, what would it would a CO2 be decent on something that looks so the Hewitts, right? Would that be useful me, or no? Let me solo you real quick. Hold on, hold it oh. up again. Hold it okay. up again. Yeah. So basically, this is a 15 inch olive wood board. If anybody's looking, um, yeah, and so wood. yeah, it's it's a great. Yeah. I mean, look at the so pretty. So literally, yeah, both, what I do both, both the just to just right away. Uh, in order to reproduce this look, I would probably recommend to you the CO2 Galvo over the UV, actually. Yeah. Because it's the CO2 Galvo is really good at, at the burn, you know? So if you want that that burning to occur, like almost the branded look. Yeah, basically. I, CO2 Galvo is really the way that, that you want to lean. UV does very nice wood engravings, but it's more like an embossed. In my experience, at least, right? Is that kind of what you think too, Kyle? Is that has that been your? Yeah, it's more yeah. of like it, like you embossed it. You know, very clean. Yeah, very, very clean. Like, like too clean, like uncanny clean. You know, whereas CO two Galvo is going to be more like, like you're toasting it in the toaster with a, you know. Well, so my thing is the and I'm not worried. Like I know the CO two Galvo could do that job, like no problem. Yeah, but what I'm also like thinking about his versatility. So I already have a machine that can do this job and it does it effectively and the customer is always satisfied. Yeah. But the other thing is the tumblers. And this is, I was literally just talking about this with uh, J-Mac and Kyle yesterday. Like we were talking for like a bit about that. And so it's just one of those things like, do you want versatility and diversity or do you just want to get the jobs that you already do faster? You know? So it's like, but then you can do a tumbler in under 45 seconds and it's like, so it's tough. I mean, then, yeah. if I were like you, if I were you, bro, I I would honestly, and I'm I'm very tempted to tell you to get the UV, but I I would probably get the Galvo. 
the CO2 Galvo, just because you would you would have so much more time on your hands to learn the UV once your cups are taking 45 seconds. Well, see, and I know that the Galvo would pay itself off in like no time. Yeah, exactly. So, I, you know, it'd be a faster transition and your margins for profit are going to fucking shoot through the roof. Like yeah, so, I hope so. so fast with the CO2 Galvo. So I that's probably my advice. What do you think, Kyle? It's a tough call. Do you, do you do a lot of glass at all? So that's the thing. I've actually got three places. By the way, thank you at Laser of Love Creations. Um, but yeah, so that's the thing. I have a meadery in town. I've got a winery in town. I've got a brewery that's just about to start. And I've literally gone to a couple of places and they're like, hey, do you do glass? And every one of them wants glass. And so, and I know that they literally said people steal our glasses all the time. So this would be a recurring mm-hmm. order. And I'm sitting there like, uh, okay. And so, you know, and I also know like my principal and a couple of other principals, sometimes they don't want to do tumblers because tumblers are a little cost prohibitive when you have to order 300 of them uh, for a school who's on a budget versus I could go to Ikea, grab glasses for a dollar and charge $5 a glass, you know, $6 a glass for a big order and make out pretty good so that's true it's, that's where it's, it's like it's hard if you get the co2 galvo it will also free up your gantry laser to do the glass work while the co2 See, galvo murders the cutting boards and tumblers that's my thing about glass i've yet to do glass to my satisfaction on that machine because it's a 150 so it's like oh. so heavy that like have, I, have you tried the 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 80 gray method yet no, not yet. I, that's what that's what I would do. That would be the first thing I would go do right now. Is uh, for you right, with okay. the one fifty, it would be more like it'd be more like fifty percent gray, but basically rasterize the your your artwork and then bring it into Lightburn and use the gamma slider to drop the yeah. gamma down, and you like those solid black areas are going to speckle, you know, mm-hmm. and that actually stops the laser from being on the whole time that it's passing over those vectorized areas and and that's the problem with that it just you see that fracturing yeah and it gives you a a much much nicer glass finish i actually haven't like even spent a significant amount of time testing this myself yet but um i've i've been told by so many members of the community at this point that's the way to go that's the way to go dude uh, you it know, the more the more power that you have, the more you want to diffuse that black. Uh, but that's that's the trick, apparently. Well, one day when you've got a minute, and you, I'll walk you can walk me through. Unless there's a video for that already. Not yet, but that would be a good one. Yeah, man. Um, I'm telling you, that's like I money can refer bank. you to something where it shows how to do it in Lightburn. Oh, there Alex's you go. picture guide when you yeah. increase gamma. That was what I was picturing yeah. in my mind when you were talking about um, messing with the gamma. That's that's how you add. Essentially, white, basically, you're adding white pixels in yeah. to the mix. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. So, but that's the big thing. Like, I feel like getting those those three places. Well, I can't do it that way. Three places. Um, literally, if I could get those three, it'd just be money in the bank, recurring orders, and they're super. Every one of those people are super chill people. Yeah. And they were they were like, yeah, just let me know when you can, man. And I was like, want to work on that. Yeah, for sure. If if you can get, I think my vote would be if it matters, if you can get your CO2 Galvo to, to get your glass up to a standard where you like it. Gantry. I think I think a CO2, yeah, sorry. Uh, if you can get your CO2 gantry to do glass up to the standard, no. Yeah, the Dr. Pepper right there. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would go the CO2 Galvo route. 
uh, and then grab UV after because the CO2 Galvo is you just that's what I should do. Oh. You know, sorry, man. Dude, those late nights in the garage. I want to be one of going to turn kids. into early two, nights two playing opinions. on the PS5. Yeah, I know. Right, two I two opinions it. you didn't want. <laughs> what but a I will say the UV on glass is freaking beautiful. It's so nice. What a too. great way to counterbalance your point of hey, you should really do this, but also this thing's the, awesome. U, the UV on glass. Is I like know sandblasting without the sand or the blasting. But but what's the uh, what's the workable area? I see it's, knuckles. It's, let's say it acts like a fiber. So you've got like about 70, 70. UVs are just filtered fiber lasers. But that's the other thing too is I just like I don't know I just want to like open up that versatility. But anywho, <laughs> there you go. That's much better. Oh look at that. It's hard it's, to get the lighting. No, you got it it's right tough. there. Stop, stop right there. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. It's very precise there, and I bet you you can throw that through the washing machine to be fine. Oh, hundred percent. See, and that's the thing. That's what that's what those companies want is to be able to because I'm afraid to. Uh, Love wants to see the glass again with you soloed. Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good call. My big old face. Yeah, yep. there it is. And it's it's like clean. Yeah, see, that's what's wild. It's like ablated instead of broken. That's the thing, right? Yeah. CO2. There's there's no jagged. There's no there's no there's nothing to get caught on. CO2 lasers just clean. Fracture the glass. They actually break the glass, and you see the little breaks and fractures in the glass. UV lasers actually ablate this like a fiber laser ablates metal. You're ablating yep. it uh, just like you would with a sandblaster. Sandblaster like ablates that glass, right? So you're getting that sandblasted finish, and it looks really, really cool. Um, also, we missed a question up here. I don't want to <laughs> let it slip away. David Troncasso. Sorry for butchering mm -hmm. your name. I have a 100-watt CO2 laser. What is the best fiber laser and what wattage to get uh, into metal? Uh, what are you doing with it? <laughs> That's always the question, right? I mean, the, my, my general answer yeah. when I don't know anything... 50 watt JPT. 50 watt JPT. That that's probably the best bang for your buck while getting power. Yeah. If you're looking for a budget option and you can, if you can wait, I can give you feedback on this machine and you could either pick a 30 or a 50 watt and it would be maybe half the cost yeah. of a 50 watt uh, JPT. But you, metals for all now. we know, if you if all you're going to be doing is deep engraving, maybe you'll want more or or cutting for that matter. If you're doing like brass cutouts or jewelry you know mass production yeah, yeah. you might want to get a 100 watt fiber um so if you give us a little bit more feedback on what you're thinking we could maybe give you a better recommendation yeah. that's why i was holding yeah. up the coin in the card like if you're just trying to make like pictures on business cards or trying to make business yeah. cards or if you're trying to mark metal like there you yeah. go right so let, let us know oh, um, saying right there yep. he waits he can do military yes yep. i can wait i do military stuff want metal to do coins. metal coins go. they trade um yep. yeah so i mean if if you're if military stuff to me usually sounds like you're doing like brass steel surface mark stuff for for mm -hmm. labeling um mm -hmm. and if you're doing coins you're going to be doing potentially deep engraving some people don't go deep but i, I like to go deep <laughs> kyle's really <laughs> taking advantage of having the mic accessible I, I if you're going that route, maybe consider a 50 watt or a 60 watt even. I'll give my feedback as, as we do some more projects. I'll be doing a live stream probably later this week or over the weekend on this 30 watt. The upgraded versions of 50 watt Rakus, which will still be pretty cheap. If you feel like that you need more versatility and frequency, then the 50 watt JPT would be a 
potentially you know a better what? fit. I'm just going to interject. We'll forget what he's saying. Just go 120. Just if you deep is the way to you get a 120 watt JPT Mopa. Get in there with a 70, 70 milliliter, sorry, 70 millimeter lens and just nail it. Oh my God. Um, that would through. Are still talking in chat about uh so sammy wants to use the core file right but uh the drivers are not working they're just getting demo mode like over and over again they can't do anything else so oh, weird the things that i usually recommend for that are make sure you remove any usb hubs or extenders from the mix and connect directly to your computer make sure you switch usb ports on your computer if one is working but another is not so make sure make sure to try that because sometimes the ports just get jammed up and weird. Uh, and make sure that your laser is turned on. Sorry, something to check though. What else? What else am I thinking? Um, if mode. you have, re- so this is assuming that you've you've attempted to swap the devices back to EasyCAD already. Mm-hmm. If you're getting a prompt saying that it's already on the most up to date drivers, you may need to when you're getting ready to update the drivers, right click on the device while it's on and uninstall the device. And you'll get a prompt with a checkbox that asks you if you want to remove the driver, make sure you check that. And then turn off the laser, give it like 30 seconds, turn it back on and try installing the driver again for EasyCAD. That to be honest has been, if everything else is working, that's been the most reliable for me, swapping back and forth. Chill. And uh, this question, I'm going to point to Matt because Kyle and I have not done this, but uh, do you guys have any experiences you can share where demoing lasers at a school that led to orders with the school you demoed at? Have you demoed at a school? So I have not taken my laser to a school because of insurance purposes. So Mm -hmm. I can tell you right now, schools are super, super insurance driven machines. Um, If you wanted to do something like that, though, the the number one thing you're going to have to have is a COI. Like I literally just had a discussion with my uh, my site accountant. So basically we have like 198 schools in our district. There's something like 220 schools or something crazy. Um, and she said in order to do anything um, of like a service to provide a service to people, whether off campus or on, you have to have a certificate of insurance. So if you don't even have, and by the way, so my laser is not going anywhere near the school, but for me to sell a laser engraved product, I have to have a certificate of insurance of $1 million liability and $1 million. Uh, that what's the overall coverage thing? Comprehensive. Maureen is not here. I don't. Yeah, it's comprehensive. So it's like uh, insurance things, and or a total of five million dollars comprehensive. So basically, that's you know, but that's like sixty bucks a month or seventy bucks a month, depending who you call. So that would be number one. But I will say, if you were going to go to a school site, I I wouldn't take a laser with me. Um, I think the best thing to do would be on the last. uh, What do we call it? The last podcast. Uh, basically Jimmy or Jimmy and everybody was talking about like, how do you show people what you do? You could literally yeah. take and make videos for yourself, put it on a USB and show people the things you do. Um, and I think that'd be a great way to let people see it. So you could have a little booth set up or you could have something there. Um, and the best thing to do in your district or in your area would be to, they usually have like a vendor um, day. And so you can actually go and principals can walk up and talk to you it's a great way to get your name out there, especially if you're in a larger district. Um, or if not, make that USB and send it to people and say, hey, here's some of the services I provide. You can introduce Shoot. yourself on it. And USB sticks are so cheap. Yeah, they're like three bucks. Plus, yeah. you can laser engrave your USB stick with your name and information on it. It's like, I made this too. Yeah. Right? So yeah. just saying, that'd be the best way. Um, but honestly, principals are super, super busy people. Like my school is almost 3,000 students in it. 
Um, and we have 220 teachers in it, and uh, it's all kinds of stuff. So they really have no time. Anytime my principal or other principals have reached out to buy stuff from me, it's just like giving the information. Here's what I want to do. Yeah, and like Jack is saying, QR codes for YouTube. That's why I've got my QR code coin on me always when I'm at work. Is uh, another coach or another teacher says, "Hey, um, can you give me that website link again?" Don't even have to say anything. You just hold the coin out. Bam. Yep. Right. Yep. So. Definitely make it easy for them and make it accessible for them. That's the best advice I got for you. Yeah. My, we're going to close out soon because we're at 115. But oh, wow. uh, that went fast. my brother gave this to me for my birthday like five years ago. It's the PlayStation, PlayStation. logo. If I can yeah. get it to focus. Come on. There it is. And then you, you push it and it tells you the time. And the time is wrong because I don't know how to set it. <laughs> I was like, it's not 712. <laughs> I know. But I wore it today because I. Uh, it's cool, dude. It is cool. It's cool. I, I found just got it a PlayStation. Redoing the, oh, yeah. Yeah, love it. Nice. A, we got to do another podcast where we talk about not laser stuff. Who would watch that? Smash the like button if you would watch a podcast where the the normal laser everything crew talks about things that aren't lasers. And uh, maybe we'll we'll get Matt, you know, to spill the beans about friggin' PlayStation. Uh, but that's, <laughs> that's about it guys. Uh, thank you so much for watching this episode of the laser source podcast or listening. If you're listening to the audio version, don't forget to smash the like button. Let everybody else know the content is good and don't forget to subscribe, hit the notification bell. So you get notified the next time we go live or publish an edit. We've been doing edits lately. I'm standing by it. No regrets. Uh, if you are listening to this on Apple podcasts, please consider leaving us a five star rating. Let us know how long in the review you think it took Matt to get a PlayStation five. Uh, you don't have to write a review. Just click the five stars and then leave your guess below. Uh, you know, anywhere from like a month to like five years uh, would be an acceptable answer. So go ahead and fill out your Apple podcast review with that information. And uh, I, gosh, I think that's it. Go get some merch. Go check out the website. We've got a bunch of new cool stuff on the website, like the community project database, uh, which is being uploaded to. I see you in chat, Michael. Uh, I just saw him. Where was he? Quasar. He's up top. Uh, dropping some some dope stuff in there. Uh, and submissions are open. So if you guys want to contribute a project file to the community, you can go check that out as well. And if you want to support the channel and everything we do over here, please go check out the Laser Master Academy. It's the number one way to support the channel. And uh, you get a bunch of bonus goodies for signing up, like bonus episodes of the podcast, bonus live streams, and a whole lot more. So you can check that out over at masters.lasereverything.net. Love says, thank you for spending the time with us tonight. Always enjoyment. Have a wonderful evening. You too, love. Thanks for watching. We appreciate each and every one of you guys. And of course, we will see you in the next one. See you later, boys. See you guys. See ya.